Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the podcast where we reevaluate bad films through a leftist perspective. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And we have um, a friend of mine here today to join us for this movie. Welcome, Haley. Yo. <laughs> uh, and Lewis had a special little project that he put together. Yeah. So, folks, y'all might have heard of stagecraft or statecraft oh my God. or spellcraft. <laughs> Perhaps even handcraft. Is it, is it too late to not be on this podcast? Or Wollstonecraft. <laughs> yep. In for a penny. Craft for a services. Craft singles. <laughs> aircrafts. Hovercrafts. But have you heard of Warcraft? <laughs> I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for indulging me. Of course. We're, we're doing the Warcraft movie that came out in 2016. Um... And we, we chose to have Haley on for this episode because she's addicted to Warcraft. Um, that is a dirty, dirty lie, for the record. <laughs> I don't want my good name to be besmirched. I haven't played a Warcraft game in God knows how many years. But seeing this movie made you want to again. I actually looked it up, and apparently they are uh, re-releasing Warcraft 3. There's like an HD re-release that's supposed to come out before the yep. end of the year that I'm pretty hyped about, and I will definitely be picking up. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything about my <laughs> tastes or proclivities so please don't impugn my good name no it's okay i was sure. also excited about the re-release the remaster version and i think it's also pc and mac and i was excited about that because i have a mac so nice. yeah i don't know i might be asking for it for christmas so all you ProCon fans out there uh dm me later if you want to get me up for christmas thank you only one copy so Return folks we're officially Azeroth. gaming podcast we're officially a gaming podcast now. <laughs> Some for games. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Warcraft came out in 2016, directed by Duncan Jones, um, alternatively titled Warcraft The Beginning. Uh, yeah, is, before it was released, is, apparently they were calling it Warcraft The Beginning because they wanted to make of them. more of these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fun bit of trivia. Duncan Jones is uh, David Bowie's son which um i know he directed moon as well yeah it's, he did he, he's directed a couple things that's the only other one that i'm aware of yeah um source code the groundhog day on a exploding train movie with jake gyllenhaal oh my gosh yeah i haven't thought about that movie since it came out i think that was his follow-up to moon and then hmm. he did the okay. film mute for netflix like last year that stars the, like the John Krasinski one uh mute that's not John Krasinski no oh you're thinking of the movie where they oh, can't the speak though that's yeah 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 <laughs> like what's that one called yeah, that... a quiet place yes i don't know yeah something yeah, yeah something like that yeah no this one's about like it's uh, <laughs> uh is that did you just do enableism maybe i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> you did you did nick this podcast is canceled this podcast, canceled. It, this podcast has been canceled already um, um okay no it's it's a sci-fi with um stellan stars scars no maybe alexander scars the one who's young okay that's the stellan, guy isn't it i don't know yeah one of the scars i don't know maybe it's not even there's like three of them there's three of them there's like one who's not related to them i think there's Pennywise who's related there's, to Stellan, and then there's Alexander who's not related to either of them. Okay. Who's in all the Lars von Trier films? That's Stellan. Stellan. He's the middle-aged, older one. Yeah, and then his son is Pennywise. 
Okay. And then there's this other guy, Alexander, who plays the main character who is mute in the movie Mute. And okay. I don't know. It's like it's like a detective movie, I think, or it's some kind of like thriller. It, it was apparently trash. We can do that one as well in the future. <laughs> it was more good content. God awful. Um, um, but it's a Netflix movie, so it's weird. Like we won't have like the box office, you know, receipts on that one. But whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so back to Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Duncan Jones movie. did all those movies, right? That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. No, it's it's relevant. It's it's film film bullshit. I was reminding uh-huh. the audience if they forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the reminder too. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> um, starring in this film are Travis Fimmel, otherwise known as Laurent uh, Tom Hardy, as um, the lead. We also have Paula Patton, Ben Foster, Dominic Cooper, Toby Kebbell, Ben Schnetzer, um, John Krasinski. No. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry, sorry yes, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that would be a very different thought. <laughs> no, his name is what's his name? Robert Kaczynski. Robert uh, Kaczynski, who uh, who does a voice voice role, Clancy Brown, Daniel Wu, and a surprise cameo that we'll be sure to touch on later because it's one of the most inexplicable parts of this of a very inexplicable movie. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's truly baffling. Oh, I also saw um, there's a sheep prominently featured in one scene, um, and the sheep yep. is played by uh, an animal actor called One Take Charlie. What? One Take Charlie, the sheep. Really? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if his scenes took multiple takes in this movie? <laughs> it's, it's an animal. It probably did, right? I mean, yeah. animals and children are I mean, the hardest to work with. He didn't have to do very much. No. I think sheep, yeah. sheep are pretty docile for the most part. Fair. I actually thought it was a CGI sheep. At that point, I kind of gave up paying attention <laughs> to this movie. So I was like, <laughs> like everything else, I'm sure that's CGI. Yes. Um, yeah, so Haley, did you want to introduce yourself a little bit, um, give a little no. background on your politics and your, um, I guess, history with Warcraft specifically? Because we already, we already history with Warcraft. Um, so yeah, I'm an epic gamer, slash oh, yeah. streamer, slash, uh, no, none of those things is true. I hate video games and <laughs> I've never played one in wow. my entire life. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I'm... I'm a communist, I guess. Hell yeah. Uh, nice. Comrade. I, I don't know what that means because I'm also a software engineer and I make too much money and I feel really <laughs> guilty about it. Uh, but I'm donating it, a lot of it, to political causes. So I guess that counts. Um, yeah, we can get more in depth into what my actual uh, social beliefs are if that's relevant later on. Um, sure. But yeah, as far as Warcraft, I don't know. I have been playing video games my whole life, and I played a lot of Warcraft 3 when I was a kid. I played a year or two of Vanilla WoW when I was in high school, got to level 60. I've read some of the books, so I have a solid grounding in some of the lore. And a lot of my opinions and takes on this film were kind of um, informed by all this weird half-remembered stuff from 10 to 15 years ago mm-hmm. about like the directions of certain characters and... Uh, a lot of it was proven wrong, actually. It's really interesting. <laughs> we'll get into that. Like, I think some just because they completely misinterpreted some of the character motivations, um, right? And some because I just completely misremembered. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's good that we have you here for this movie because I know I know Lewis has some childhood experience with Warcraft as well. Um, I, I had never played the game at all. That series. I was more of a Starcraft kid. Um, so they're I'm, not mutually I'm, exclusive. They're not mutual. Well, I mean, they're. I mean, they're mutually exclusive in the sense that I, I didn't play any Warcraft myself, so I kind of <laughs> went into this blind. 
They were kind of mutually exclusive for me as a kid. Like I had Warcraft two and three and my friend Dan had Starcraft and I always felt like I couldn't own Starcraft. Like that was Dan's thing to own and he couldn't own Warcraft. Like that was mine. Did and then, Dan ever get Warcraft? I don't think so. No. Good, oh, good. you know what? Hell yeah. Fuck. He did actually. So oh, I got shit. work. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 betrayed me. I'm not friends with him anymore anyway. Wow. Fuck him. I'm not gonna say his last name, <laughs> but fuck him. Um But uh oh, yeah, he bought Warcraft three, but it was kinda like a godsend because I had Warcraft three, but I had like Windows ninety eight and it just didn't have the processing power for Warcraft 3 because it was like 3D graphics and you had to have a better graphics yeah. card. Um, so I had to wait like years to play it on my own machine until we got like Windows XP or something like that. But he always had like the best computers because his brother was like a software guy or something. So for that interim period, I played Warcraft 3 at Dan's house. So it, it was it was okay, but he still sucks. <laughs> Yeah, you just triggered an intensely nostalgic memory for me, actually. Um, my older brother had his bar mitzvah when he's a couple years older than me, and he took some of the money and went and got his his first own personal computer to put into nice. his room. And it was like really nice, top of the line, cutting edge. And the game that he got for it was Warcraft 3. Amazing. Um, yeah. And other than like <laughs> the, you know, silly, beat up uh, family computer that we had sitting in the living room. Yep. Like that was the only other computer that was in the house. So I remember my whole family, like all five of us crowded around this computer <laughs> as he booted up Warcraft 3 for the first time. And my parents being like, oh, the graphics are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were. Oh, I, nice mean, I remember. Like, they were. All I kept thinking about, like while playing this game, I was like, oh my God, this is such an improvement. I've never seen anything like this. Warcraft 2 is like little paper cutouts. Practically. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it really were. Does... Does anyone play? Has anyone played Warcraft One? Like, is that even a game, or was it known as something else? I'm sure it was a thing. It just was because... a game. I just never played it. Yeah, yeah. Just a- as a kid, I remember other kids always talking about Warcraft Two, Warcraft Two, and then Warcraft Three. But like, in in as someone who played Starcraft, I'm like, oh, well, well, where's Warcraft the original? And I don't know. Yeah, I think we were just all too young for the first Warcraft. Sure. Maybe it wasn't as influential and as popular as Warcraft 2 was because like Warcraft 2, even even before I started playing video games, I, I had an awareness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently it was called Orcs and Humans and it came out in 94 for MS-DOS. Uh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if that's it too, that like it, it didn't port over to like Windows 95 if it was sure. just a DOS game. And then everybody had like Windows ninety five, so then Warcraft two comes out, everybody can play it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually really didn't know anybody who played Warcraft two at all. I played with my uncle mm. a lot, actually. Like okay. that's that's that was like our bonding. Like we played it, we like beat the campaign. And then I was like, Holy shit, where's Warcraft three? And then years later Gaming brings gaming actually brings people together. Yeah. Contrary it, to popular belief. It brings gaming is praxis. <laughs> Brings dysfunctional families together. Uh, this movie was kind of there, there was a lot of hype around it when they were when they first announced it. I remember just online people were saying like, "Oh, expectations are kind of low, but it could be good." Um, they they have Duncan Jones, and he's kind of like an artsy, more artsy director, so it could be good based on that. Um, in China, apparently, it it received the widest release in that country ever at the time. 
um, 67.5% of all theater screens in China um, debuted this movie, which is a lot. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, but it makes sense. I mean, um, I know Warcraft 2 and 3 and, and the spinoff games like Dota and League of Legends are very popular in China as well. Right. And, and World of Warcraft. And World of Warcraft too. Yeah. And yeah. this did end up being the uh, most profitable, like, well, no, not profitable at all. It was not profitable, right? But it had the <laughs> greatest uh, gross gro- gross revenue of any yeah. video game movie. And I think it still holds that title. Interesting. I think so. I think, like, Prince of Persia actually was, like, number two or something like that, which is absurd to me. <laughs> when yeah, was there the- a Prince of Persia movie? Yeah, Prince yeah. of Persia only came out a few years before this. Yeah, Jake and then this movie Hall, again. He's the patron <clears throat> saint of this episode, apparently. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, love you, Jake. Um, come on the pod, Jake, please. <laughs> but yeah, this movie was something of a critical bomb. Um, it has a twenty-eight percent Rotten Tomato score, seventy-seven um, percent audience Rotten Tomato score, which is a lot higher than I was expecting. It's bad. Um, I, 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 I predicted forties, like mid forties. I just can't. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe. Why? That. Why did? Why did you think that would? It has cool CGI and battle scenes. It's like the pace is pretty quick. People, people love that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I, I could, I could see, I could see nerds being hung up on like continuity errors and like in, I don't know, just poor, poor translation of the games or something. Well, do we know that nerds liked it? I have no idea. That's yeah. true. Who knows? It could be. Is this the normies who just like to yeah. see fantasy stuff, or is this I the nerds who just love anything that's this. about their property they like? I don't know. I could totally imagine it. Like people love Lord of the Rings, and then they love Game yeah, of Thrones. And it's like, oh, here's a fun <laughs> fantasy thing that's fast and it's got high production value. You know? Yeah. People like that kind of stuff. Okay, no, it's that's, fair. It's that's true. Fair. That is fair. Most people like just want to see a movie, right? Like they don't care; they just want to see it. I, that sounds dismissive, but like it is a reality. I think, unlike like, podcasters yeah. and gamers like ourselves. <laughs> no, I mean we do. I liked it. It, it is guys. true. It is. I liked it. I'm just gonna get it out there right now. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I feel like the last few films that we've reviewed are penance for us liking Death Wish so much. That's how I. That's what I feel about <laughs> this. <laughs> that's true. That's. This this is the Death Wish payment that we'll still be paying off for maybe thirteen episodes or something. I, I don't just, know until the end of the um, year. That's how this movie this, this movie point. did kill David Bowie. Oh, yes. He died during production. He died right. during production. Also, before we lose the thread of penance, this is a total non sequitur, but I just uh, want to do a little shout out for all our gaming audience. I just finished playing Blasphemous, which is a really cool game all about uh, like spain and catholicism and weird self-flagellation huh. and paying penance and stuff and uh yeah nice little cross uh cross genre tie-in Hell yeah Haley Haley was just showing me the gameplay and it, it looks really it's really cool and it has a great aesthetic and um like all the all the collectible items that you get are literal relics of saints so huh. like you'll have like oh the the ear of sebastian or something it is it macabre you... as yeah. fuck nice anyway yes. sorry no, 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 that's it's, it's better than this the flow of the show. show. Uh, that's how it goes. But yeah, so this movie, this movie is directly responsible for David Bowie's death. Um, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is not. But there, there is. Duncan Jones did say something. You can't prove that it's not. It's I can't prove that it's not. Yeah. It's, I can't. This, this movie true. gave it's him cancer, even. just like um, the uh, Genghis Khan movie gave John Wayne cancer. Oh damn! Did it really? Like because of skin paint or something? Or uh, the Genghis Khan movie? Yeah, like, did it give him 
yeah did production in different <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. They, they filmed out in like arizona or new mexico where they used to do like bomb testing like atomic bomb testing Shit. Yeah, so the fallout killed like the majority of people uh involved in the, in that production Jesus that is Christ! Really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. that's Praxis. Yeah, and uh, yes. for you folks who listen to Chapo Trap House, I knew that fact before they reviewed reviewed that movie. So don't mm. come. When did they review that? I don't uh, that really episode. early, really early oh. on. I think it was even maybe like a paid, like a Gray Wolf episode. I, see. I think, yeah. Okay. But no, folks, I knew that because I'm a fucking film scholar. <laughs> the most useful Warcraft. thing. <laughs> um what's really funny about like the 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 kind of checkered reception this movie got um the the famous patron saint of our podcast ua bowl um (laughs) is that true (laughs) have you guys called him i mean i i was thinking of trying to get him to come on the show um i would follow him on twitter and we had some engagement but like he it kind of dropped off he's kind of a weirdo yeah he's i think he's just too much of a weirdo what he's a weirdo no kidding yeah (laughs) well i I think he's also like too much of a like a hashtag problematic weirdo as well like he said some stuff yeah just like no thank you i mean he also directed postal didn't he (laughs) he did direct postal yeah i'm pretty sure i actually kind of really want to see postal yeah that would, I, he that directed that film here. also like called Blubberella. I think that's probably maybe one of his even more problematic. I don't know. It was just yeah. his whole like oeuvre, I feel like, but whatever. He's probably not as problematic as Armand White, who's our other patron saint of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so UA Bowl wanted to direct this movie and he pitched it to Blizzard. Um, but then Blizzard said, we will not sell the movie rights, not to you, especially not to you. Because it's such a big online game success, maybe a bad movie would destroy that ongoing income, what the company has with it. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, <laughs> I would uh, I would think that the film that was actually made would kill this franchise, but I was also wrong there. But Okay, can, can we just put our cards on the table? Why, why did you think it was so bad? Like, what's your thesis statement here? My thesis statement is that so i don't know i think like it shouldn't be as like sun washed as it is for a fully cgi movie like i just have a problem with like how sunny it is like when you do a lot of sun and cgi like it just never looks good and like i don't know it just look it's so washed out and gross looking and really just like there's just so much attention on the cgi I would try and I'll, hide the CGI in this movie. I don't know. Like I'll some of the orcs are okay, but like some of the other stuff, like the wolf, like that wolf is bad. So you have a problem with the surface level aesthetic aspects and not the story itself. No, the story is also terrible. Like I don't care about these mm-hmm. orcs going from whatever their home planet is because mm-hmm. of this um, magic. And it's a plane actually. Is it called? It's an <laughs> Okay. I think there's a left. I think there's a leftist reading of the orc story in particular. Obviously, there is. Yeah, yeah. there is. I agree, but I, we'll get to what I think but is you're a better a version of pig, this so later. You know, no, there's a there's a better <laughs> version of this movie, and we'll get to that later. It's okay. currently okay. on Netflix, and I'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to go out of order again. I just wanted to know. <laughs> no, no, what, it's what, what we were uh, objecting to. I no, I think I mean the story is. I think, and we could just get into it now. I think the story is. Sure. Like, just really not there. I mean, it's 
it's it's just trying to be an origin story for another film like for the next film for the little orc baby whose name is golan or whatever what is that baby's name golan heights like i have no idea what that baby's <laughs> name is well we can stop that was the best no that the, ba- the the <laughs> moses baby orc is thrall he grows up to be thrall but that's not his name though his name is like g-o apostrophe l-e-n well, who can say orc names? Who cares? Does he have another name? He just goes by Thrall, doesn't he? Does yeah, he? They don't, the baby? They don't, the Moses yeah. baby? Um, Warcraft Okay, so Thrall. basically the, the bare bones, so for the audience out there who's completely mystified, the bare bones. Oh, it's Goel. His, his Goel. birth name is Goel. Okay, but he doesn't so. ever go by that. That was his birth name. Yeah, but that's the right. only name we hear in this movie, though. Yeah, but well, if you read the wiki... You would I, know that he grows up to be. If you engage with the do, source material, I don't do the research, folks. Okay, that's what Nick does. Um, so yeah, just quick rundown of the basic plot: the there are orcs that live on another plane from Azeroth, which is an Earth-like plane, um, which is a the predominant species on Azeroth are the humans. There are human kingdoms, um, along with some other like dwarves and elves, and kind of an alliance type deal. Um, but then this evil orc sorcerer. Um, is organizing a great migration from the orc plane into Azeroth. Um, ostensibly, the reason he tells the orcs is so that they have a place to live, but his true uh, motivation is so that they can obtain enough sacrifices to release this demon that he worships. Um, and that brings the orc and the human sides in, into conflict. What? <laughs> oh, I guess No, worse. like, in C- in Like, C- there is so much more that was not... I will say the one huge objective criticism that you can say about this film is that Mm -hmm. it simultaneously had more exposition than any film I've ever seen and yet absolutely zero exposition. (laughs) Not enough of it, yes. That's what I was going to say. The demon part is lost on me, definitely. Exactly. A a lot of what I just explained, um, it was conjecture. And then when I spoke to Haley about it, she she kind of like gave me slight corrections based on that conjecture. but yeah, it's it's it doesn't explain what it needs to explain, and it explains what it doesn't need to explain, um, and that is probably the biggest failure um, from my perspective, anyway. Um, it's it's kind of like a Star Wars prequel problem. Like it goes out of its way to get mucked up in the politics when the actual story is inert. True. Yeah. True. Um. um so you, you really didn't just bad. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, the I mean, prologue section, like before we actually see the title, right? So it's, it's on the plane. Is that what it's called? Where the orcs live? The orc- I mean, sometimes they call them planets, but they're basically like different planes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, the orc plane, like. Draenor. Draenor. <laughs> Draenor. Draenor. Okay, Andranor, we get, uh, I guess you could somewhat call it a prologue. Like, it's like, hey, we gotta, we gotta drain these guys, am I right? And then we gotta build this, we have, well, the gate is already built. There's like the portal, which is this gigantic gate. And they're like, hey, we're gonna get through this gate so we can steal some people and drain some more people. But it's just like, it's barely explained. Like, why the fuck are we draining people? What are we doing? Why is your planet uninhabitable? Is your yep. planet uninhabitable? Or do you just want to conquer things? Like, then there's those little blue guys who they're draining. And I think their names are literally like the Drainy or something. Like the Drainy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah, it, 
I th- this is this is a problem common to a lot of movies, uh, a lot a lot of popular um, movies, like like mass market uh, type pictures, but um, using kind of like these context clues that they assume the audience will pick up on. Like we we see the orc plane, and we see that it's this desolate wasteland, but we we don't actually see it like in a, in a visual metaphor kind of way and we're not told that so again it, it comes back to that conjecture that i had to rely on because it, my, my assumption was that um the orc plane is barren and that's one of the reasons that they're they're looking for other planes to to invade and live on i'm pretty but, sure um, they do explicitly say that they do explain that later though they say like hey remember when there used to be trees and snow on our planet dude and we used to hunt for that's whatever what i was going that's what i primarily went off of yeah yeah yeah, I'm also pretty sure. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to ask if you haven't been exposed to it before, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure in that opening, Durotan is talking to somebody else. I don't remember which other orc, and mm-hmm. he says something about like this world is dead, and we need to go. He's probably talking to his wife. Actually, probably his wife. Oh, yeah. that's also my least favorite part of this movie the the pregnant orc scene in the beginning. Like, I don't know. It just <laughs> it just creeps me I out, guys. Kind of, I kind of like that. It like, it, it was uh, biblical. Uh, it was like okay no i what? don't want to see a pregnant orc in this movie like i don't know it's for the fetish people you're yes, a prude. like okay <laughs> no my my kink is kink shaming wow. if you like orc <laughs> porn i don't know that's not okay it i thought it was as tastefully presented as possible <sighs> yeah also how can, so. how can you blame people for being attracted to orcs when all of the female orcs literally just look like attractive <laughs> It's true, yeah. yeah Paula I mean, Patton, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Although she's a half orc, right? Like, so the the Paula Patton character is a half orc. What is that pronunciation? The second time, Patton. Paula Patton is I that her name? That, no, I think it's I, Patton. I have no idea. I think it's Patton. Paula just like Patton, Patton Oswald. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or like General Patton. <laughs> yeah, just you're, like anybody. You're, you're a freaking imperialist. I'm like sorry. Any, I didn't oh, realize. Yeah, I didn't realize we're on the tanky oh podcast God. over here. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why would that be? Even, that wouldn't even make any sense. Tankies it's no, it's tanky because like you're the orc and he's like your your human opponent on the other side that you can respect. What is happening right now? I okay, so just I'm gonna get this out there. I never played as the human alliance in the Warcraft games. They were super boring. Did you not I just play the always wish? Um, oh yeah, you had to play as them, right? Yeah. In the campaign. Yeah. I guess I did then. I don't know. Wow. I just some, always bored me over here. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I just wish like I could take their Griffin units and like put the Griffin units on the orc side. That's like mm. all I ever liked out of the human side. I like the Griffin in this. He was kind of cool. He was like a bald eagle. I've never seen that before. Yeah, like his his head was like white feathers, and the rest yeah. of his body was. Yeah. So that's neat. that's a Warcraft thing again. Pretty much every single creature design and character design mm-hmm. is like directly canon. Yeah, wasn't there a little frog? creature enemy that you pointed out there was a naga as they were crossing the river yes, yeah that's what they're called yep. and they showed some of the dwarves at the beginning um mm-hmm. they were making the pistols which the soldiers all used which uh mm-hmm. is actually not canon i don't think i don't know that humans ever use it is canon firearms actually. uh and, i think uh, in warcraft 3 <laughs> they use firearms dwarves, no no it, the it, dwarves it, have it, rifles it's literally canon right um the dwarves so like, you're right. Yeah, the, 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 they have muskets, right? They call them boomsticks, yeah. Boomsticks, yeah. He does call it that. He does. There were um, a lot of little, like, hey, remember this? Did you play mm-hmm, the game? Mm-hmm. Lots of little moments like that. Yeah. Uh, one take Charlie. That's a spell they can do in the game, right? Like, they're trying, trying to the sheep. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Yeah. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Although I was, um, I was surprised it didn't like explode because like that's the thing. Wasn't that originally in the Warcraft games where like you click on the sheep a thousand times and they explode? Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. So that's, I was kind of that's just a that blizzard thing in general. Yeah. Right. They do like that the cow level in Diablo. Like the cows explode, right. all the cow horses just blow up. Yeah. I know. I know. Typing in there is no cow level is the cheat code to just instantly beat a level in Starcraft. Yep. Um, but the structure of the two society stories, because we have the orcs who are being misled by the evil shaman, and we have the humans who are trying to defend their realm um, from the encroachment of the orcs. Um, it, my initial read was that it was it was kind of leftist because the the power um, behind the throne for each of these societies um, was shown to be. Uh, corrupting shown to be evil like the orc shaman um he worships a demon and then the most powerful sorcerer on the human side it's revealed that he inadvertently is a servant of the same demon and that's why their planes had come into contact and come into conflict um but when i was discussing this with Haley, um she pointed out that like that it, it's kind of implicitly pro hierarchical um systems of, of power because like oh once we can purge the corruption in our in our hierarchy um that makes it okay and that's like the right way to go yeah it's very much like benevolent rulers who uh Mm. as long as you just have the right person at the helm of a given society then everything will end up fine because the orc king and the the orc chief and the human king are presented as very noble like unironically just straight up right yeah especially the king with his sacrifice at the end of yeah movie i mean we can jump ahead in terms of plot stuff i mean there's i don't think there's any one way of talking about this movie but uh <laughs> the king does sacrifice himself king, played by dominic cooper who's one of my can i give can i give like my uh, five minute spark notes and see how accurate i can be <laughs> yeah yeah please do it so um yeah at the beginning we establish that the orcs uh, are being led by golden and they're going to come through to abduct a bunch of humans and suck their life force out so that they can actually open the portal and then in, invade en masse. And the orcs are a little bit skeptical um, about his methods, but they need a new place to live, so they're going along with it. Um, the humans, on the other hand, um, as these like orc invasions start happening at all of their uh, different settlements, um, nobody's really taking it seriously at the beginning except for um this guy Kadgar, who is like a wizard's apprentice kind of he's an outcast from um kirin tor which is like the high wizard society um and he finds out that there's fell magic at play which is like the most evil dark kind of magic because it's green so obviously very bad um and uh yeah basically um the, the main tension as it goes through is there's this guy Medivh, who is um an ancient like seer guardian wizard guy who lives on top of a tower um in like a independent nation state basically and he's like the protector of the realm um and he starts taking the threat seriously so they start mobilizing tor to uh, prevent the orcs from sweeping over all of azeroth um but they kind of gain this begrudging respect for each other a little bit um the humans capture a couple of the orcs. They capture this one uh, female half-orc named Garona, um, and she can speak uh, the common language. I think it's just called common in Warcraft. Yeah, it's called common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she can help, like, uh, interpret a little bit, um, and she kind of, you know, 
shows both factions that like, oh, there's like some dignity and some honor. And it's like actually just a perversion of this weird demonic force. Um, so they're kind of like working towards this uh, simultaneous plan um, where the humans and the orcs are going to work together to depose Golden um, and like overthrow the demonic influence. And then it's implied that maybe the, the uh, orcs will be able to just settle in the world like peacefully after that. Um, but Medivh, it turns out, is actually has a demonic influence and he... Uh, betrays everybody even though he has like this internal conflict it's obvious he's like trying not to give in to this demonic influence but at the same time he does um and the climactic battle happens um when the humans go and try to uh kill Gul'dan before the gate gets opened and um in Medivh's tower Khadgar his uh sort of apprentice and this other guy Enduin Lothar who was his best friend growing up try to kill him to prevent the portal from opening and uh they succeed he dies and that's it, I think. The orc chief dies too, because yeah, Duratan dies, and his son right. Thrall. In um, and in doing so, he he reveals that um, Goldan, he, he he got Goldan to win dishonorably, and in doing so, uh, sapped his support from the rest of the orcs. Yes, and then Garona right. becomes uh, the implied like new leader of the horde because she actually because... kills the king because he sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it's it's a pretty solid story. I think um, my biggest bit of confusion was I, I I had no idea what was going on with the demon that Medivh was kind of corrupted by, um, right? Because he turns into it. Yeah, during during the final climactic battle, he he does turn he does like trans transmogrify yeah. into the demon. Um, I I wish they had made they had spelled it out a lot clearer because like I mean. I'm I'm surprised I went what is it 38 minutes without making reference to Lord of the Rings at this point but like in Lord of the Rings like we know the threat of Sauron is built up and the threat of like what the ring can do is built up and how it affects people is built up whereas um this movie's demonic entity it's it's very vague it's it I still even like know what it is (laughs) yeah no idea like I I was like oh it kind of looks like some demons I remember from the games, but I just couldn't really piece it together in my mind. And it didn't, and I didn't even think like, Oh, they were trying to summon this demon. I was just like, Oh, he turned into a demon because he's bad. That's what happens when you're a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the most frustrating things about it is a lot of this lore is actually super solid and really kind of fascinating. There's a lot of really fully drawn characters. Medivh, for example, um, his conflict is really, really interesting. Um, I was boning up a little bit on it to just refresh my memory. And like the actual story is that he's the daughter of this, like, or the son of uh, this like 900 year old guardian uh, uh. who has protected the realm for forever. And she kills this demon Lord named Sargeras. Um, but the demon Lord like uh, decides to take uh, residence in her body until she has birth and oh. uh, then possesses Medivh. So then when Medivh turns to like 13 or 14, he comes into his full powers uh, and the demon like starts to like supplant his consciousness. And then his whole life up to that point is like this uh, like really kind of fascinating struggle of he's trying to enact these plans in the future, despite like the fact that he's working against himself. It's kind of like a fight club thing, you know, like right, he, he can't right. control himself while. Uh, and he mentions that like he, he mentions, I can't remember everything I do. Sometimes yeah. I forget. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of really significant stuff to his his background, and I don't know why they decided to just forego all of that and make him this weird like is, non-entity. Is is his mother our surprise guest for this movie? Glenn uh, Close, the yeah. the shadow lady. 
I think canonically that might absolutely be. Oh, yes. shit. I was wondering, like, why we even see that character in this movie. Yeah, so yeah. Glenn Close has this cameo in this box at the Kieran Coors <laughs> house. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything is so much funnier when you're drinking water. I just spat it all over my face. <laughs> Yeah, so the the Kieran tour were cool. They're actually like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, I just liked how they looked. Although, like the main Kieran tour guy, I couldn't tell if like he was doing like a racist Asian thing or if he was actually Asian. Like, I couldn't tell if what? he was like doing like I a, like. Think you're projecting pretty hard. He didn't even look vaguely Asian. Did no, he? no, like the way he like spoke. Like, I couldn't okay, tell but if he was I, trying to do like an I, I will, like Asian I will say, American pigeon English accent. It was re- I don't know. It was really strange to me. I, I don't did not know. Pick maybe. Up on that. Yeah, I rewatch it, folks. Or actually, no one should watch this movie uh, except you. I will, two. I will you say have to rewatch it. I will say it did look a little goofy whenever they would blink their eyes and the glowing. That was stupid. The glow, their glowing eyes would like blink in and yeah. out. That just kind of broke yeah. the the power hiding behind their eyes. Yeah, if you're gonna like work out the CG to have them have glowing eyes all the time, why just why not make them not blink like that? Not blink. A lot of sense. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. You don't have to blink. Um, <laughs> and I also do like. Um, how a lot of the background humans were not white like that it there was a decent proportion of like oh people of color and yeah that that's one of the better things of modern fantasy that had right. that has left lord of the rings behind a little bit um i will say i i didn't i liked the kieran tour but not because the racist asian guy i don't know if i made that clear like i like the kieran <laughs> tour <laughs> because uh i like their costumes i like the makeup on them and i like their their house, their world, yeah. whatever that the floaty castle, dollar on, whatever level that is. It's not that a level. Place. It's a city. It's it's, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> whatever zone in WoW that is. Gamers rise right. up. This is over. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I think all three of us are in agreement that this could have been a movie just about the orcs, and it would have been more interesting. Honestly, pick any one thing. Make a movie yeah. about Medivh. Yeah. Make a movie about the mm-hmm. orcs. Make a yes. movie about like. The small cast of characters that are like involved with the demons, you know, like yep. working through an intermediary right. or something. Don't try to, like, this is a weird truncated version of like two games and several books and like a chronology that doesn't really make a lot of sense right. and it's kind of just all yep. jammed right. together. Mm-hmm. The weakest link is definitely for me, Cadgar and then Lothar. Is that his name? And yes. Dewey Sausage Lothar, whatever his name is. And which is a Lord, which is someone from Lord of the Rings, by the way. He's, he's also obviously Aragorn, the way that they did yeah. him in the film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a slightly smarmy, like pirate Aragorn. Yes, yes. Um, Horrendous dialogue for him. Horrendous acting. I don't even know who. What that was guy his was. accent supposed to be? Uh, I was, I was so I lost. It was Az- Azerothian. Mm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then, why did no one else have that? accent because he's the pure purest born azerothian in a thousand generations i yeah i don't know he was (laughs) awful and then his plot with his son awful not good yeah his they they did a fake out he he has a son who's like oh i'm 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 a i'm a new knight i'm gonna be just like you i'm gonna fight i'm gonna gonna fight orcs with you and um he has a few near-death experiences and then he does get got by black hand i think yes yeah the orc with the cool blade hand that was a pretty um, cool scene i liked that i like that scene actually i forgot yeah, be- about that one because the, the there was this attempt to to broker peace and broker a treaty between the the good orcs and um and the human kingdom 
but of course the 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 bad orcs um find out about it and they they sabotage the proceedings um and the the human's backup plan is to have medivh cast like this this wall of electricity this wall of thunder and lightning um in between the valley to cut it off so they can escape and they do that but some of the some of their soldiers get caught on the wrong side of the wall of of lightning well crucially One because uh, he takes way too long to do it because medivh is uh right. his power is weakening when he's away right. from the the ley lines that converge his... at the top of his tower um because that's right. a concentration of fell energy up there and you know, he needs to be near it for his magic to work right oh um but yeah so the, we we get this obviously this <laughs> emotional <laughs> We get the, we get the scene of loss where where Anduin sees his son fighting orcs, but he, he he's right there, but he can't reach through him because the oh. magic is preventing him. Side note: that was like the coolest thing in the movie was that triceratops shield thingy that that, that cool. orc yes. was using, and then uh, Lothar picks yes. up and he's trying to ram through the the lightning barrier. That was, yeah. that was pretty cool. That was Although cool. unfortunately, um, it's first used to kill a horse. I felt bad for that horse. Yes. Because they actually kill the horses, folks. Because the, yeah, the orcs can pick up the horses and throw them. Yeah, yeah, they do. There's some horse violence, folks, and it's not against real horses. I was kidding. It's CGI I don't think horses. We, I don't think we see any other of the animals die, though. Like the, no. the wolves they ride or the griffins. No, the griff, there's only one griffin, and it's fine. The griffin lives. Um, it kicks some ass, actually. It's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. cool. When it finally came and fought, I was like, why didn't they just use, like, 30 of those? Like, they probably would have been able to beat the entire horde. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why do they have one? I don't know. Maybe it's, like, that mythical. Well, no, it's not, because in the They showed, like, the Aries. It's, yeah. Yeah, they Mm. definitely showed that there were more. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. They were in the background. Yeah, they were in some background shots. And I think there was a scene where um, Lothar and Khadgar are sitting on one in, like, a little stable thingy, and uh, there's, like... Maybe I'm editorializing this in my memory. Who's okay, Lothar? <laughs> he's the Tom Hardy wannabe guy. He's the, he's the what? The Tom Hardy wannabe guy. Anduin. 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 And, yeah, not Anduin. Lothar. Lothar. His last yeah. name is Lothar. Lothar's Lothar. his last name. They there say Anduin go. like okay. once, maybe, yeah. throughout the whole movie. Okay. I just remember Anduin because that's literally a name from Lord of the Rings. Okay, here's yeah. another yeah. huge thing that they too. bungled. Like, Medivh and the king, whatever his name is, uh, Rin, I think, Lane Rin. Lloyd. And, uh, and Lothar are best friends. And they, like, right. went through a bunch of awesome stuff growing up together. And, like, this whole cool military campaign. And they're supposed to, there's, like, you know, there was, there was a gesture towards the fact that they were supposed to have a lot of history when like uh lothar has to get locked up and stuff but it was i think he's like medivh my friend welcome yeah that was it (laughs) they say that there was like a friendship they allude to the friendship a few times but it's not developed at all like they just seemed like total strangers to me yeah um one one cool effect that's really not related to to warcraft at all that i really liked was um when the half orc woman and another random orc are captured and they're being carted back to the human castle to mm. like be interrogated, um, of course the the random orc can only speak orcish, um, whereas the half orc can speak common and orcish, um, and they they show the two of them inside the cage talking to each other in in orcish, and then the camera moves inside the cage and in doing so the orc language kind of flows into English indicating that we're listening to what the or- the half-orc um, woman is interpreting as as orc. And then when she speaks to the humans outside, it's in English again. But, like, the way that the orc, the random orc is shot, it shows that he doesn't understand what she's saying. 
Right. It was like it was like a surprisingly nuanced and subtle and effective um, way of showing her switching languages without using subtitles. And I thought that was like mind-blowingly innovative for the Warcraft movie. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's much better there than when in the um in the pass with that ambush scene Duratan, they do it again where she's obviously right. you know doing translation services for Duratan, but then like Duratan has like a bit of a rousing speech and they're just like fuck, we're not going to do subtitles for this. So they just they have that in English, but you can hear in the background that she's actually doing translation services. Um, right. But it wasn't as interesting because it was just that that was like obviously just laziness that time around. You think so? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think it, I, I don't think it was, it was a really lazy, long, but he just had to say a lot of words and I don't think they wanted to do subtitles for that, honestly. I don't think it was lazy. It just it, it wasn't as effective as the other one because in the other example we had the the um the conceit of the cage and right. literally moving the camera inside right. and outside of the cage. Um, and that just, that just helped things in a very effective way. How yeah. hard is it well, to add plus subtitles? He didn't want her to, well, it's not, I don't think it's as hard to add subtitles. I think it's hard to have people read that much subtitling at once. I think like, I think that I might guess. be the, the idea behind it. Well, that's I, like, an- I know, like, everybody I grew up with, like, if they had to read subtitles in a movie, they'd be like, oh, my God, what am I reading a fucking book? No, you're not. I you're think watching you can, a movie. You can get away with it if it's, like, an alien or a magical creature more so than you can an actual real-world language for, for some audiences. Yeah, sure. that's true. I mean, <laughs> I, that's possible, but, like, I don't know. He was saying a lot of words. Like, he yeah. just had a lot that's of true. words to say, and I can see some people being, like... That's just too many. That's too many words to read. I mean, maybe I'm too cynical. Maybe I'm just, you know, I I'm not being fair to the audiences who watch Warcraft. Um, <laughs> at least the English speaking languages uh, or audiences who who watch Warcraft. Obviously, in other countries, it's all subtitled. Depending on like which country, some countries do actual dubbing, but some yeah, don't. right. I wonder if China did. Probably, right? Probably. I think they, must they do in like Russia, they usually do dubbing. Yeah. Um, a lot of European countries will just do subtitling. Like I saw when I was in Europe, I saw like one of the Twilight movies. I saw. Hell yeah. I think I saw like 2012, that movie. And like it, they were, they were just dubbed. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. They were just subtitled. They weren't dubbed. And that was like in Germany and Italy. Um, something I didn't like about something I don't like about Warcraft in general is, um, kind of the aesthetic, like overall, um, it, it works for a video game more so, but, um, I think one of the flaws of making a Warcraft movie, one of the problems that you will run into is, um, the weapons and the armor and a lot of the, a lot of the locations, they just seem so inherently cartoony. Um, and to this movie's credit, the, the props and the set and the locations looked exactly like, uh, what I understand the games to look like, like I, I've seen, I've seen gameplay footage and I've seen, um, I've seen clips and everything. Um, but yeah, it's just like the, the swords are really big and chunky and they look like they're impossible to swing around for like mm. a normal person. Um, and I, I credit for getting the accuracy down. It just, it, I don't, it would look better animated, I think. In in, in in like in an animated movie, I don't know if like an anime adaptation of Warcraft would, would, would be effective. I think I, th- I think an anime Warcraft movie would be good. Could you imagine they're like charging up their attacks and they're yeah, screaming yeah. their backstories exactly. at each other? 
all the medieval stuff. <laughs> yeah. he, he draws like runes on the ground. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would it would be cool. I think um, more more believable than a lot of the sequences here. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I liked the weapons more than I liked maybe some of the armor. And definitely, like, all the orc stuff was cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the human stuff I just thought looked like something you would get from Hasbro as a child. Like, just a fake sword and shield. Ouch. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hasbro, man. Um, and then... But Should again, like contain think, your contain your disgust a little bit. I know, right? Isn't this? I know this podcast is about saying nice things about terrible movies, right? Uh, I so I was gonna we're, say we're what po- I said previously, which is like the washed out aesthetic. I really didn't like that. I get it. It's like kind of going for the aesthetic of the games, right? Like the games are always like daylight, right? Like when yeah. you're playing, right? So I mean, I get it. So I don't. I I okay, fine. I agree with Nick. I like what they were going for. They tried to adapt the video game into a movie. I'll leave it at that. Some of the orc stuff was really cool too. Some of their armor yeah. and like their body modifications and stuff, you know, like the piercings on their tusks and yeah. well, that was that was really cool. And the one guy with his his dragons on his shoulders that turned into like a cape yeah. with the spines. That was that was really, really cool. Yeah, the spines were like laced together to form like a cloak made out of bone. Wildly impractical. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else that that was really, little things. I, I think like a lot of the little moments, little character beats are better in this movie because Blizzard is so good at making short cinematics for their games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that that strength really came across in this movie. Yeah, the first one that sticks out to me is uh, when they first come through the portal and Thrall accidentally uh, is they give birth. She gives birth to him um, like as soon as they touch down in Azeroth, and Gul'dan. Um, picks up the baby and uses his like fell magic to like suck the life energy yes. out of his deer and give it to Thrall yes, so that he survives, right. which like shows mm-hmm. that you know despite his demonic influence, he still cares about his people to some extent. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. that was a cool moment. That was that was really cool. Uh, another thing related specifically to um, Golden using his his magic sucking ability, um, he was sitting like on a throne and he's watching the construction of the gate, and then some other orc. I think it's like the only orc guy that lives to the end i don't know um orgrim he, i think yeah yeah is he him. talking with orgrim yes at that moment? yeah he's just talking to him and he, he has like a human slave chained at his feet and he's slowly sucking his life out yeah. like not just all in one mm-hmm. one big zap it's like it, it almost looked like he was puffing on a cigar or something like just like leisurely like sucking life out of this thing and then when he he finally just kill, like like downs it like a like a shot of whiskey or something it was kind of it was neat <laughs> It was little little things like that that um like I was saying like my biggest my biggest exposure to a lot of Warcraft stuff is the cinematics that they would release in front of all their WoW right expansion packs um a lot of those little things would really were really effective no I mean one of my favorite parts of the film well, there's two yeah the I have maybe three because I already <laughs> mentioned the Kieran tour I guess so I like that but I also liked the literal opening of this film um, before we're introduced to any of the actual orcs who are our main characters or the humans is just like the duel. name. Yeah. The, the duel between a nameless faceless orc and a nameless faceless human on this desolate plane um, where, you know, uh, Duratan is narrating or whoever, whoever's the narrator. I don't know. I, I think it was Duratan. 
can it be Dur- yeah i guess it's Duratan, even though he's dead so it's one of those you know uh, sunset boulevard uh, type narrations dead guy spoilers the movie. spoilers uh fuck you that movie's really old um but uh yeah he's like saying oh like before we were mortal enemies the humans and the orcs didn't even know we existed and then you're watching like it was actually a cool shot too it was like kind of an over-the-shoulder shot of this orc and his right. weapon just like charging at a human and then you know cut to the orc playing and they're talking about something right i'm pretty sure they played that clip um, at comic-con before this movie came out there was definitely oh, really? like a uh, human orc duel uh, that seems like it was a trailer for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like you say, that one I think was the most closely related to those cinematics that they would release before any of their games. Like, I think that was mm-hmm. a direct callback to that. Even. Yeah. Warcraft 3 opens with a cinematic that looks a lot like that, doesn't it? Yeah. I was, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, doesn't Warcraft 3 have something similar to this? I like, think it's two like armies cr- like clashing in a desert, doesn't it? I, I don't remember yeah. if it's like an individual duel I, or two armies. I think it is. Yeah. It's been a very long time. It's just it's just funny to me that like Blizzard can be so good at doing these like tiny compact little bits of characterization for a lot of things like all, like all their all their opening cinematics. Um I remember the opening cinematic for the the Panda, the World of Warcraft Panda expansion. Mm. It's like an, a human and an orc. They they they're washed away on a, on a on a lush tropical island and they're hunting each other and they try to fight each other and then they they stumble across the panda and they both start fighting the panda. And then the panda's beating them so badly that they team up against the panda. And like the these little character beats, like they, they give each other weapons and it's like a funny laugh moment, like when they realize yeah. how, how skilled the panda is. Um it's 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 little things like that that um these blizzard characters and these blizzard concepts like do they, they lend themselves to these types of like storytelling beats. Um it's just frustrating that they couldn't like draw it out into longer a, a more traditional arc for a movie which this movie needed yeah before we move well, on then... i want to point out that they're called pandarans not pandas <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're a race of sentient people with a culture they wear little hats little straw hats yes mm-hmm. and they fight with bamboo bow staffs. they're very uh transparently supposed to be like buddhist monk warriors i think oh okay right. yeah yeah they have I one mean, of them. Obviously. One of them uh, does like drunken style. Like that's his whole deal. He has a bunch of really he does like drunken moves. That's cool. Yeah. Oh man, that's okay, a I actually want more of these movies. We want to read a movie with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that Pandaren. I want Jackie Chan to play him, or just do the motion capture because he was mm-hmm. in the movie Drunken Master, and he can just do that stuff nice. again. Nice. Yeah. You see, Lewis, I think you're secretly the lowest common denominator that you're railing against, and that's why you take all this stuff so personally. <laughs> yeah, because I want shit to look cool and good. Like that's actually this did look cool that's... most of the time. <sighs> no, like, this, this movie had the opposite problem. It looked cool and good. It just it needed a better better writing behind it. I mean, it also it needed but, to look better sometimes. But it, it needs yeah. to look better sometimes. Like I, the throne room was awful. Like, the throne room I was very bad. Yes, those lions. At his throne, like yep. again, that's the Hasbro like Playmobil <laughs> shit in that scene. Yeah, my first yes. castle. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking of the, the little plastic castle. Yeah, like Playmobiles. Yep, I I fucking ha- so I had that castle, and I was just in, at my parents' house, and I was going through their attic, and my mom actually kept that castle because she's like, when you give me grandchildren, I'll oh play with God. them with this castle. Amazing. And I was like, yeah, you're gonna be way too old for that to ever happen. And we can okay. watch Warcraft. <laughs> 
<laughs> so can we talk about one of the most disappointing things in this movie, which is how they bastardized Garona's character? Um, she... Gamora. <laughs> she actually is kind of like Gamora. But yeah, can you tell us more about that character, Haley? Yeah. Because I feel like she's way more important and probably way cooler. She is. And also is Medivh her father. Uh, no. Damn it. That's they, really what I thought he was talking about. They were lovers, though. Okay. Be- before any of this happened, uh, which is really? actually how she knew. Uh, so she, in the film, it doesn't really... It's, it's implied that she's half orc but they don't say what the other half is and they imply that she like grew up under some kind of hardship i think right that's about it they're mm. like broken bones make Super you vague. hard but yeah, I, yeah. yeah lots of my life was really hard um, yeah 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 and the other guy tells a story about like being an orphan yeah um and then the other guy's like oh man that's yeah. depressing but i actually wanted him in that moment because this movie's never funny <laughs> and like the original warcraft games are really funny i wanted um soak, the soak. tom hardy wannabe guy instead of being like wow that's depressing i wanted him to be like well i had a normal fucking childhood yeah. so <laughs> yeah they were going for a comedy beat there that definitely just did not happen yeah. but anyway yeah. um garona she is actually um like so she's half orc and half Jirnai, i think um, which is, they're obviously one of the other native races of Jinor, the plane that orcs are from. Um, and she uh, gets taken into the Horde relatively early as like a slave at first, I think. So that's canon. But she actually becomes a powerful like assassin um, in hmm. like this shadow guild thing. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. She, it, she, she sits on like this shadow council, um, which is like uh, Gul'dan and a couple other orcs who are like deciding the way that everything is going to happen. And she's involved in all this intrigue. She goes into Azeroth a couple times. She and Medivh have like a tryst together. Um, I almost want to say that they have a kid. I don't think that's true. But like, yeah, she, hmm. she has a lot more agency and like a lot more power. And uh, in the film, I feel like she was always kind of just being like buffeted along by like some other more powerful male male character would decide what to do and she was a plot device for a lot of it just she just translated yeah Mm -hmm. and not even just so um obviously like as the only important female character she uh was always at the mercy of the men but also um and this is actually probably even a bigger critique that i had um like the orcs are just such obvious noble savage types who yep. can't really like they have the you know the the pride and the courage and like the combat ability but they don't have any kind of like um practical know-how they can't really like achieve any of the plans they can't uh like actually stage an uprising against Kaldan without like the resources of the humans and stuff i had a bunch more examples right. that are kind of escaping my brain right now but it just felt like they were um relegated to this weird kind of like colonized people you know like like they mm-hmm. were the less civilized mm-hmm. ones who were yeah, their their major inspiration was that they made the humans like have more courage in the eleventh hour. That was their main contribution. Yeah, because it's it's pretty obvious in the face of it. The in the the whole concept of like orcs or goblins as a fantasy race is pretty fraught in general. Just just to begin with, um, but especially in this movie, like Halo was saying, yeah, they um, because Duratan he he confronts Goldan. He's like, I'll. I'll fight you for the leadership of the horde, and I, I challenge you. And it's supposed to be like this honorable duel. And what's that he, thing called he, again? Makara. That Agnikai. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, he he challenges him and he he gets him to kill him in a way that's like clearly he uses magic so he 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 wins a dishonorable victory and, and that pisses off all the orcs but they end up following him anyway because he's like oh you'll listen to me and i'm you're you're just like my my servants and yeah they they aren't even like as a race on on the one thing that defines them as a race they're not they, they don't have or act on agency even when it's like shoved in their faces right yeah i wonder if it's all set up though for the second film right like that's the problem with this film is that maybe there's something down the line. Maybe, you know, there's this redemptive narrative for well, this whole that's race true. of creatures. There, there is, canonically. Um, they do have a lot of trouble organizing until Thrall comes along. Um, and he's, like, the first real charismatic right. leader. He's actually, like, raised by humans, I think. Um, which is why his name is Thrall, because he's, like, a slave for a while. Sorry, my brain oh. is misfiring because I have a horrible headache and it's so hot in here because I turned my air conditioner off for this fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to stay. Yeah, this is what we, we do. Trying folks. to stay we lucid. Torture our guests. I'm trying really hard to stay lucid we, and coherent. Um, <laughs> we appreciate the sacrifice. Yes. The just like the work sacrificed. Mm, yeah, humans. Tied it back in. We can nice. give you some fell magic, but then uh, that would corrupt your soul. So my, my soul is already forfeit. Um, <laughs> what was I saying before that? Uh, sequel yes um they're probably so thrall. his whole deal yeah is he um kind of like liberates them brings them to the western continent of kalimdor and like unites them under one banner in the home capital of orgrimmar and like for the first time they have like this bona fide civilization it's like these nomadic tribes and all their wandering and stuff comes to an end um huh. and there's yeah there's a lot of beat there like it's always kind of yeah. been um the and they even tried to do this in the film, I think. There's a lot of parallels between some of the relationships. Like, there's a lot of, like, father-son dynamics and, like, young right. friends and stuff uh, that, that grow up together and then have to do unsightly things as they get older. But it's just, it never really felt fully formed to me. It really just, it was always kind of like, here's a couple white dudes who are kind of milling around and have no charisma and their objectives are not really clear. Um, and then there's these, like, weird beastly things that you can just kind of like get a momentary thrill out of their like beating the shit out of each other <laughs> <laughs> no it's true i mean i think that's a perfect synopsis of it like the the human cast is just full of like some of the least charismatic actors right? ever um and then the actresses are great but they're just giving nothing you know like paula Patton. Right. if they gave garona's character any of what you've talked about Haley, and that's you know from the source material yeah i mean that'd be the star of the show her sure. or medieve um who ben foster's just the the worst person to be that character like i don't know <laughs> why i just i feel like he should have been a tad older and maybe not american and not look like jesus or a hippie like i don't know i just i every second of seeing that character he really on, really on screen, did look like jesus like yeah, it looks yeah. like they were deliberately going for that. Right. For what yeah. reason though, right? Like it's not even nothing thematically similar to the story of Jesus. I mean, I, don't... I guess he makes a sacrifice in a way. Yeah. In that in a way. He, he tries He's to tempted look... by a demon, I guess. I, it's like, not, I, it's yeah. not great. Uh, that's it's not, no. Yeah. And then Cadgar uh just i don't know who that actor he is annoyed me he, so he just annoying. seemed like a blizzard it guy he was the worst actor <laughs> just like, i, I think maybe i've ever seen in any film he ever he looks so like he terrible. stumbled onto the set and he had no idea what was going on yeah he was the blizzard representative that yeah. was there to make yeah. sure like shooting was going well no it's true um, he was a psyop for sure <laughs> um, uh the last cool thing i will say is there was one cool little practical effect that i noticed it was when medivh 
was finding um what's his name Craigor? Cra- I forgot <laughs> his name. What? Craigor? Ka- Khaleesi that he found his Oh Cadgar. <laughs> his books. Cadgar. His Medivh Medivh found Cadgar's research. Yes. And he's like, "Oh, like you you were drawing all these things and and of course Medivh's freaked out cuz he doesn't want Cadgar to like Cadgar. find Cadgar. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the fuck that was. <laughs> kangaroo. He doesn't want him to find Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> he doesn't want him to find the 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 fell magic um and so he burns all his drawings and it was a practical effect like they actually burned all these pieces of paper it looked like it was like flash paper or something mm. um, do you know for a fact that that really was practical hot. it looked i thought it was CG. And like, i don't know like they they actually had the paper there and it looked like there was ash and smoke behind it if they burned it like like real i don't know it's possible my point is it, it looked cool and um I think it's not CG, and I'm going to do some of our patented research right now to see if it is. It's funny, because that's actually one of the scenes that I was on my phone for, so I actually have no idea what you're talking about. That was actually um, one of the only legitimately, bunch of like, deliberately funny moments in the movie, too. Really? Oh, oh wow. wow. I guess I have to go back. I have to rent it again and uh, watch it. <laughs> oh, you rented it? I torrented it. I did, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Nick told me after the fact, and I was like, fuck, I should have done that. Yeah, you should have. It's not worth it. I thought about going to Redbox even because it's even it's cheaper, but mm. no, folks, I sold out. I gave Bezos my money. Oh, you rented it on Amazon too? I Yeah, That's... I have a Prime account, so I was just like, fuck it. This is easy. It's connected to my PS4. It's still like $3 though, right? $3.99. Yeah, yeah. that's a, I think that's I a lot had, of like, money. I think I had a few bucks from a credit card mm. or, uh, or uh, um, uh, what's it, what are they called? Gift card? Yeah, I did this like survey the other day i was on my lunch break and like someone was like you want to do a survey and i was like cool what do i get out of it a five dollar amazon gift card i was like cool <laughs> hell yeah so cad got we're, we're um, still communists folks we're still communists <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know about that bunch of <laughs> fucking hypocrites i came in here with a complex about my uh leftist bona fides but i i'm, I'm feeling pretty out of fight right now yeah, uh, it's you should be you should feel fine in this company. <laughs> anyway, uh, last last time I'm gonna do like a comparison to the source material. That's probably not true, um, but <laughs> Cadgar is another character who's actually quite fascinating. Um, mm. He, I kind of forget his origin now. It's like close enough, but um, when he kills Medivh, he. Uh, gets his youth like sucked out of him and gets turned into a really old man, but still has oh, like his right. young man strength uh, and becomes like the kind of like interim guardian while Medivh is gone and stuff too. And he goes through like all these weird transformations and he's got, yeah, it's they, they didn't do any oh. of that. I don't know why they decided they not did to do not. that. No. And the golem was dumb. It was I very dumb. Like the golem. Yeah. yeah. Cause the golem, they're not a unit you can play as, right? Like they're just like one of the beasts and monsters in the wild in those games. I honestly don't even remember any golems in like Warcraft Three. I think they're in three. I think I remember them in the campaign. Like you fight against the golems, but I don't think they're ever units you can play as. Like you can't create golems. I, I know there's infernals. Uh, oh yeah, there are golems too. The big stone guys. It's a pretty timeless fantasy concept yeah. that even even if it didn't exist in warcraft it could easily yeah. fit into sure. it but it's weird because it's a clay folklore. golem too yeah and i don't think that's in the right. games there are stone golems siege golems which are just giant suits of armor uh hmm. flesh golems classic Gross. yeah 
And there's, I mean, there's a ton of golems in Dia- in the Diablo series because you can be um, a conjurer guy who can yeah. conjure golems. And the, necro- the uh, necromancer can summon uh, flesh golems too. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I always played as a conjurer or a necromancer. I always in any game like I just I like having like little buddies. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> even Skyrim like I was I con I'd always conjure like the the daemon guys with swords. So in conclusion, um the Warcraft movie is a land of contrast. <laughs> the land of Azeroth and the land of Azeroth land is of, a land of contrast. Uh, dual What's it called again, Haley? It's I put it in the notes. You can look. Draenor. Draenor. You're being Draenor, Draenor is the plane. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That. I thought you were asking about the uh, the combat thing again. Oh. The <laughs> The yeah. Yeah, that. It's Draenor. D r a e n o r. I think. Oh. Okay. I was actually kind of bummed that so this was produced or distributed by Universal probably produced i guess and um when the universal logo came up i was expecting it to be azeroth actually like mm-hmm. the, that would have been pretty cool as opposed to planet earth because yeah. they yeah. do that all the time like like the the fucking flintstones movie like it says universe shell for scott pilgrim it's like eight bit you know they, they always do that kind of shit and just like this time when you have a literal fantasy map that is like you know well defined you don't do it you still just use the fucking continents of earth it, i was pissed off by that well, see this is a serious film with serious adult themes <laughs> and i didn't want to cheapen it with uh childish gimmicks with such bullshit i guess so. um we have some workers of note here um all specifically related to the props because um like i said even though even though it's not kind of my style i think they did reflect the source material very well um and so some of the people we have here are Jerry Crawford, props and set horse props. Uh, James Enright, props. Lisa Goodwin, prop It builder. sounds like you're just giving them Ida all Harper. props. Like you're like, props. props. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Kill, um, prop maker, specifically horse Very armor. Cool um, Ray Lai, uh, prop also illustrator. Michael Love, props. <laughs> Don, <laughs> Don Matlow, prop builder, prop maker, and fabricator. Um, Max Matsuka, Props Manufacturing Supervisor. Jeremy Nitsch, Assistant Property Master and Props Assistant. Philip O'Connell and Sean Schofield, Props. Um, Rosemary Stegman, Prop Maker. And Chris Stevenson, credited as Kit Vanderkid on Props. So, good job, craftsmen and craftswomen and craftspeople. That was... Props, you could say. The swords were cool. The, The armor and swords were real life cartoons yeah. real life cartoony video game weapons and I, I i do think it they they translated as well as could as could be translated i almost wish though that they were actually even bulkier and more cartoony like to to mirror the orcs better than they did like because they are like they are tighter con- constructed armor like they are like more f- not form-fitting but like they're they're more suited to like the frame of a human like actually in the games, a lot of the times it's not like they are like just crazy bulky costumes, yeah. and you even see it in like StarCraft. Um, the the Marines have like even crazy bulkier armor. Well, um, that's power armor. They have like they have like appendage 
like right. add-ons and yeah i mean i get that, that but like even in the warcraft series like it is really crazy bulky yeah. ornate ostentatious armor and like i don't know i kind of wish it was even cartoonier than we got that's that's why i'm saying anime i think this would translate well to that yeah. kind of aesthetic. i'm pretty sure it would. in the game like the human footmen and the orc grunt sprites are like exactly the same size like they are not right yeah that's what i thought that's what i was because yeah, yeah. The, the orcs are huge in this game in this movie yeah which i think is how it's supposed to be like in the books and stuff but okay okay but yeah it didn't quite fit the the tone Oh, also, I for, almost forgot to mention yeah. my least favorite thing about the CG was anytime there was like a big crowd shot, uh, particularly like combat, but also like when people are cheering and stuff. Um, I never noticed this in any other film, so I guess they did it badly in this one, but it looked to me like a lot of the gestures and the motions were just like copy pasted. Like it, if you kind of yes. like unfocused a little mm-hmm. bit, you could just see like 20 or 30 people just like doing this like in time <laughs> with each other, like raising their sword, like, you know. All, all yeah. doing the same like idle animation or whatever. Yeah. And like that's to re- the point in, though, right? Because it's like a video game. It's whoa, it's, yeah, it's bad go. clipping or it's something. Whoa, it's, we it's live like... in a society. <laughs> yeah, we live in. Azura. No, yeah, it's um. So yeah, uh, closing thoughts. Um... Okay, I hope they, I hope they make a sequel. That's my closing thought because I feel like there were enough cool ideas and they got enough of the like attempt at exposition out of the way that maybe they could like find their feet and uh they know there's an audience for it too so they might have to they could potentially tone down some of the like you know uh appeal to everybody lowest common denominator kind of stuff and and the story gets so cool like i would love to see some of the events of warcraft 3 like after medivh comes back well and stuff in, in in light of all this, shouldn't it be like a, a series or something? Um, not not to keep harping on my anime drum here, but like just e- even just like a extended Netflix series or something. I think would, especially with the the like the reams and reams of lore that exist, um, tell it over a season instead of a movie. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Or it can just stay as books and video games. That's my recommendation. <laughs> that all things should just stay what they are and never be adapted. <laughs> I want there to be cool video game movies. I can't even give you a that's a, fair. like. Cohe- like coherent reason why that's true but i just feel like mm-hmm. they get they would be more taken serious they would be taken more seriously in pop culture i think mm-hmm. if they had like serious filmic counterparts yeah well thinking thinking specifically of netflix series um the castlevania series was pretty well re- well received and pretty successful um, but it's also animated. again I, I i think it what's that? it's also animated though it's not a live action it was anime That's my point yeah. <laughs> oh jesus christ oh my god so uh, i'm correct concession accepted both of you thank you well we'll see what uh the witcher series is like the uh the henry cavill it's witcher be awful. Show. Yeah. i think it's gonna be, it's gonna be trash yeah, the worst it's be trash. henry cavill sucks <laughs> Um, he only was good as Superman in Justice yes. League. He's terrible as Superman in the other two films he's Superman in. And, uh, yeah, I hope he, uh, stops acting. Do you, do you think he could do a better job not as Superman? Like, maybe he'd do a... Because Geralt is a very different character than, uh, yeah, Superman. Right? Yeah, he is. I don't know, though. I don't think he can do, like, that kind of, like, sardonic cool guy well either. Um, mm-hmm. he's pretty good in the most recent Mission Impossible film, Mission Impossible Fallout. He plays, um, he's a villain, right? Yeah. I think he's a CIA agent, but he's just like kind of this like brute force guy. Like he just like beats people up. 
Um, and he's good at that. He's just being like <laughs> he's a brute yeah. force of nature guy with a mustache. That's why guy he actually had mustache. to. That's he, that's why they had to do the CGI yeah. for yes. Justice League because of the Mission Impossible film. Contractually obligated yep. to keep the mustache. Yep. Inexplicably too, like it makes no sense for the character to have even a mustache because he's like a CIA guy, and I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're allowed to have mustaches, but like, I don't know, it just, <laughs> just feels weird for like a 2018 CIA guy to have like a mustache. I don't know. Well, un- well, undercover, right? Like if you're a spy, I guess. Yeah, you just have to always have a mustache out of your undercover. <laughs> um, so broke recommendation. Uh, what do we have, Lewis? Our broke recommendation is for fans of the Warcraft games because you'll recognize units and buildings in this movie. <laughs> you'll, you'll clap like a dumb seal <laughs> and see things. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but that's yes, that's what I mean. So, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, my, my woke recommendation is a little more nuanced. I say uh, fans of fantasy on film in general, um, again, because that's me, and even though, as I've said a couple times, that this isn't really my aesthetic that I prefer, but I still did like the um, the translation um, specifically that the craftsmen put into their work, um, the depiction on the screen. So it's it's worth seeing. It's worth looking up just for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to be like a snob. Are you sure? Um, Are you sure you don't? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think, Haley, you're right. The pathology ha- you had for me <laughs> that I actually just want this stuff to be good and cool. Like... I, that that's why I'm so hard on mm, these things. You know, like enough. I grew up with this. Mm. I love it. Um, and that kind of uh, ties into our bespoke recommendation, something that I also love from childhood. This is going to be a total non sequitur, but thematically it makes sense. Um, everybody should go watch The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix because it's a better version of this movie. This movie kind of has like this like very weak allegory for climate change because like the fell magic mm-hmm. destroys like the environment. That's um, a reach. But dark environment environmentalism. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't like, I don't think vaguely. it's something like they actually really wanted to highlight very much in this movie. Like I think it's just like there, like low key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's what the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is all about. It's like a very strong allegory for climate change and like how the elites of any society like don't care about it or will even weaponize climate change. Um, so everybody should watch that show. I love the original movie. The original movie's also on Netflix, not to hawk Netflix, but I mean, it's most people have it is accessible for the most part. The original's really boring. The original is great, and that's why it's good because it's boring. boring as good shit. movies are boring movies. <laughs> that's Lewis's take. Lewis is actually a film star. <laughs> okay, Full well, next like take it. as <laughs> next take is that um, the original Dark Crystal is the exact same movie as Warcraft because they both look really cool and they have good craftsmanship, but they're both boring Whoa. as shit. Okay, that's probably fair. Did we see? <laughs> we saw a Dark Crystal together, right, in Boston? Didn't we see it at the Brattle Theater that time? We saw a double a double header of that in Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth is obviously the better film, but I I don't know. As I get older, I do appreciate the Dark Crystal more. I don't know. I, it's very like I respect it. Yeah, I respect it. I just I think can't like the just it. like the this the sensory aspect of it's really cool. Like all the noises, like sure. they're just I don't know. I just love the noises, and they and they have a lot of those similar noises that the creatures make. Like the in Dark Skeksis. What do they say? Yeah. What do they say? They're like, like the, yes yeah, uh, or something. I can't remember. Yeah, the the Chamberlain, who's kind of the more like uh, you know castle intrigue character, he's always like, mm-hmm. right. 
Yeah, yeah, he makes that noise a lot uh, in the in the new series. Um, but yeah, so watch that and not work. <laughs> okay, so you guys did your broke, your woke, and your bespoke, but I'm gonna do the Galaxy Brain take, which is yeah, you should yes. watch yes. it because it has Grom Hellscream at the beginning and he looks really cool, and I clapped like a seal when I saw him. Um, Wait, which guy? it's a cameo. There's a couple orcs who are like really cool heroes and just look really badass. And there's this one dude. He doesn't have any lines, but his name is Grom Hellscream. He's from the uh ooh, what are they called? The Blade something or others. Blade Wind, I think. Blade Song, Blade Wind. Pretty sure it's Blade okay. Wind. And he looked really okay. cool. And it was really cool seeing those characters. And uh you should watch it. That's nice. all I got. Hell yeah. Okay. That's an excellent cool. way to end this episode. I do remember that character. Is it is that character in the games as yes, well? Yes, he's one of the heroes. He's the one, the Blade Master archetype. He uh, is wearing no shirt yes. and has like a big katana. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in this movie? Yeah, he's in this movie. Oh, shit. I take it back. <laughs> actually watch this so movie. Luke takes back everything See, you just said. That guy is so cool. Oh, shit. That is Galaxy Brain. Oh, yeah. um, damn. Katanas fix everything. Katanas do fix everything. Yeah, I don't think he so had cool. a katana in the movie, though. Oh, I didn't see a katana. That's a problem. <laughs> I take it So, Haley, thank you so much for being here. I am on so sweaty right us. now. I'm going to turn my air conditioner on and lie on the floor. <laughs> it was worth it. Um, really quick, before you, before you go do that, um, did you want to plug anything? We can we can definitely include links in our Twitter and our Facebook, but did you want to just drop anything on the, on the uh, episode? I guess I could do my music. It's not really relevant. Uh, I play in a band called Little Thief. If you're listening to this, you probably know that. Uh, maybe not, though. Maybe maybe in the future, when yeah. this has thousands of listeners, uh, they can listen to me, and I'll get famous. And I have a second album that's coming out pretty soon, and I'm going to put it up on my band camp and probably all the streaming services and stuff. It's full of Galaxy Brain takes in music form. <laughs> it's true. Awesome. Haley is an incredible musician. Uh, I've been to, I think, just one of your oh, shows. Oh, that was a bad show, though. I'm sad that that was oh, the really? one you went to. I, <laughs> I had a great time. Hey, Haley's, Haley's bad shows are pretty are pretty great. It was great. Like, so. A lady threw roses at you. That, that was, was cool. weird. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very uncomfortable. Um, I played Miss Pac-Man, I think, at that bar. Beerland. Before yeah. I... Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good leftist thing. Beerland is closed. Oh, yeah. Because, Fuck Beerland. Uh, the guy was taking advantage of all of his workers. And he, like, fled Damn. to Mexico and never and paid they, them. They yeah. all walked. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck that guy. Fuck Beerland. Um, yep. Fuck Beerland. Damn. There are better, marginally better venues to go to in Austin. Yeah. And you should see Haley at them because she's a great musician. And we will include some links um, in everything I just said. But, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, thank you, Haley, and thank you, Warcraft. Yep. Thank you, Blizzard. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you blizzard uh please thank sponsor you, us uh and uh we will not do another episode until you make a diablo movie that would be garbage and starcraft. Probably. probably why would you want a diablo movie? Yeah. i don't know starcraft i like the characters but again they're just like fantasy tropes right yeah. so i don't know yeah all right you have not enough thespian gas oh uh wait wait last last thought uh if you like diablo you should actually play blasphemous because the music reminds me so much of like the uh tears what's it what's it called the the original town in diablo 2 trisfall no that's from warcraft damn it uh i can't remember but they have that cool guitar theme you know that like spooky thing yeah yeah uh blasphemous 
The music Blasphemous is Blasphemous. has a very similar yes. theme, yes. and it gave me uh, strong Diablo flashbacks. So pick up Blasphemous. Nice. All right, folks. Well, you've gotten some great video game recommendations, um, some so-so film recommendations. <laughs> Uh, some great music recommendations, um, and uh, I was just along for the ride, folks, because I'm in the uh, <laughs> I'm in the minority. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.